welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. We do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. My name is Chana. With me, as always, we've got Mr. Joe Intel from the crew and Mr. Aaron. <laughs> hey, I've got to take a phone call real fast. Let me be right back. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Daily Hi-Fi crew water bottle. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's right. Look out. On everything. How come my, my hoodie hasn't gotten here yet? I don't know what's what up with that. What the heck? I've ordered. I ordered a long time. As soon as what we made guys up to over there, man, I don't know. I was delivering probably orders. Lost. Probably lost. It's like, oh, you know, did you see that email for from the toolkit? You know, sometimes yeah. like stuff gets lost in the mail. We can't control all that. Well, this one guy, um, it's like uh, not this new guy. This new guy actually just sent him uh, an email about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one guy was like, uh, "Hey, man, I haven't gotten this." It was supposed to come on uh, Monday. He was tracking it, USPS. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, try sitting tight and see see what happens, you know? And it was like already Wednesday. He's a, And then like it showed up Friday. So I, it, maybe it did get lost. You know, sometimes maybe it just sticks on the little like flap. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could like all kinds of stuff could happen. Yeah. When you're, when you're moving product, you know, eventually some mistakes will happen that are out of your control. Uh, I think one of the ones they said that like their neighbor like brought it to them because for some reason somebody else had it. Like, it, yeah, it happens. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, I just went to the wrong place. Yeah, uh, trust me, you know what? I, I've seen that before, but that's usually because the people here in our area are not, not the greatest. Um, <laughs> it goes to Unit 18 on the same street at a different complex. Like, yeah. So we, you know, we did pretty good with our toolkit, spatial audio calibration toolkit. Shout out uh, because because of the shout out from Caleb over there, Digital right. Trends. He mm-hmm. made that video on the Nakamichi Nakamichi Dragon. Yep, Woo. that's right. Yeah, very very good stuff. So it was a great video, and um, that's an interesting inter- interesting product, right? Yeah, you know, um, actually, they just gave me uh, an update. Mm. Uh, for those of you that are interested in Nakamichi Dragon, I got an email from Nakamichi today, in fact, mm. today. Mm-hmm. The regular, so what Caleb got was one of the first introductory ones, uh, which are the special edition 500, limited yeah. at 500, the production mm-hmm. run. Yeah, number so one. That's not number one. It said number one on it. It said it's one. Said- of 500 not number one of 500 oh. because the plaque it's just like in the um oh. the, lamborghini, the new lamborghini countosh it says one of 112 so you, they're not going to reprint yeah. custom what? numbers it's for limited, every limited that's what they're supposed to do like hey, hey I, got number, dude, I got number five i got number five you know i didn't want to i didn't want to i didn't i didn't have the heart to tell caleb i'll tell him maybe okay. in our text i'm like <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the car plaques that say one of one twelve. It's just one of them. It's not number one. There are some that say number like seventy seven or one twenty four or whatever the thing is, um, yeah. in the cars. But that you know they just went to more. Um, you know, they they had pay more for that obviously because they had to make X if, number if, of branding if, plaques. If Apple can engrave your iPhone for free, <laughs> you know what I mean. I can take a take a minute. I know, this just takes a couple of weeks. Um, 
So I trying to get a Lamborghini Countach. I know I didn't, but man, that white on white one looks pretty sick, bro. I don't know. And it's a V naturally aspirated V12. So well, you're showing me, you're showing me. So this is way off topic. That's how we start with all of these. Uh, real quick, I want oh, oh, to give yeah. to our patrons or uh our new thing. The members of our YouTube channel, you see like some of the people here, they have a, a hi-fi, orange hi-fi logo next to their name, kind of like the one that you see here. And uh, that's because they are a, uh, a paying member. drop that in the link instead of just having people. We need to drop Yeah, you can do that. Uh, yeah, All right. probably a good idea. So, so let, me, let me first say this about Nakamichi. Uh, Pre-orders are starting August 3rd for Nakamichi, the regular run. The regular production run. They didn't tell. Let me see if they told me exactly how many they were going to be producing in this run because it is kind of weird. You do 500 and then you do like, I don't know. Here it is. Pre order starts uh, August 3rd, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, price adjustment notice new MSRP $38.99. Um, they're they're putting out a thousand units. Okay, it's all in the email. All I had to do was read. Who knew? Okay, all right. So so you're gonna get one? No. Why Actually, they, they sent a separate email to me and to both me and Elon Osborne. So um, they're either gonna send they're gonna send a review unit for us to share. So they're gonna cut it in half. Just yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, kidding, kidding. They're not cutting it in half. Um, they're going to send it to one of us first. Hopefully they send it to Elon first because uh, I, I don't really have a space to put it except for here. And it's pretty large for this room. You know, yeah. I could try it in my living room, but the like up firing, I know doesn't work in the living room. So it's kind of one of those things. Um, but yeah, it looks like $3,900 now uh, for this run of 1000 You know, um, that's, a, that's a high price. That's a high price it is. for a it sound. Is. But I think what they're trying to go for is like, uh this is an in-between like if you don't want to go with an right. avr and separate speakers it could be it could it could work in that scenario you know i don't know i mean i, 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 I you have i heard it at that at that you know very nice uh luxury suite at the bellagio right may or may not have been getting massage at the same time but it sounded good <laughs> a massage at the same time of course i'm just kidding good. kidding uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it sounded very convincing. Um, but again, it, they were on such a tight schedule that they wouldn't play anything off script. Um, because I know, uh, Jolster, Jolster, the other YouTube guy, Jolster G4K, he was, he was in line behind us. So, <laughs> so we ran into him right outside when we were leaving. Is that the guy who punches the screen? I don't know if he punches the screen. Jolster. I'm not sure. Jolster. Yeah. Yeah, he and I, he and I used to talk a lot a long time ago when we were both doing a lot of uh, budget and mid level TV reviews. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know what? So what do you think? Do you think that that's let's say if somebody wants to get uh, a clip system, they they get at Costco, let's say on sale, and you know they get an inexpensive AVR. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of good technology in in the Dragon. Mm. Um, you know, they use the Atmos decoder that's for AVRs and not for sound bars because that's different. So that's cool. Um, there's a lot of flexibility in the, you know, setup area. You can put the distances of how far you are, you are away from the sound bar, how far your 
seating position as far as from the um, rears and stuff like that. So you can actually, you could probably get a pretty good experience. And then you don't have to put any wires anywhere other than mm. the power. You got to yeah. power the surrounds. You got to power the subs, but there's no wires in the whole thing. So depending on how, like it, I think it's for the right person. It's just like, it's just like anything else. It's for the right person. It's for the right scenario. If you have like, if you have like a big long, cause the thing's long as hell and yeah. it's, it's pretty heavy. You have a big, long entertainment stand with like an ultra short throw projector right behind it, going to a hundred inch screen kind of thing on the wall. Yeah, that could, that, that, that could work in like a gaming situation, you know, $4,000, you're going to spend $4,000 on a 714 system anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, who I think is gonna buy this. who's, who's going to buy think, it? I think this is really for that person. <laughs> What's up? I think it's for that person who really where $4,000 is not a big deal. Ooh, there are these people the where, where they can mm. just, you know, 4,000 bucks is nothing. So it might be for their extra room. And they're like, they have right. a legitimate system. And they're like, you know what? I want to have a, a pretty good experience in this other room that I have. For my gaming consoles or whatever. Or, for my whatever, kids yeah. doing whatever. For my yeah. kids. And uh, to them, $4,000 might not be right. a lot of money. To me, it's a lot of money. But maybe yeah. to some other person, it might not be. And I think that they would be like, you know what? What's the best one I can get? Okay. Yeah. I mean, let me get that. That's cool. There's um, I mean, Aaron could probably use a, use it. <laughs> yeah, that's thing, though, dude. That's like the thing on the clipple. I'm sure they'll send you a review. And all they need, all they need is uh, you know what, Raymond Chang, uh, Raymond Chang, Chang, Raymond. I just call him Raymond. The CEO said when I walked in the room, he's like, "Oh, there he is, the world famous techno dad, dude." All I gotta do is send an email and be like, "Yeah, send this thing to Aaron. Don't send it to me. Send it to Aaron. That'd be cool." And yeah, maybe to you. Soundbars are tough to review. Awesome. You can't, yeah. you, you're not going to be able to just throw that on the clipple. Remember? Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, yeah. I want sound to just play out of the left. Right. That was the big problem I had was I was trying to like dedicate certain signals to go to certain channels. Oh. And I remember talking to you guys about that and I was just punted. I was like, this is Well, you can do it with our disc. Can you, can the clipple machine can like take the audio from the disc or no? Because oh. our disc will be I, in Atmos. I think that I could. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, no, I, it, it has its own signal that it generates. I mean, it can work off Bluetooth and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how I would... I don't is, think it, so. is it a certain type of sweep, like a special type of sweep? We have, well, it's not so much that. It's just the, the outputs are... There's like... Really, there's one output for testing one speaker. There's two outputs, but you know, I'm only testing yeah. one speaker. So, I mean... the the two outputs would be like if it were like an active two-way or something like that, then maybe you'd want to do that. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it really it has channel one and channel two. And because of that, yeah, it's complicated. We'd have to talk about yeah. it afterward, but I don't yeah, really right. think there's a way to do that right now. You know, I've got this is kind of advanced and a little bit nerdy, but I've gotten a few questions from people asking about uh dual channel uh what is it, dual channel RTA type of tools. Dual channel mm. FFTs or smart. something like that. What's that? Dual channel FFTs. FFTs, yeah, yeah. Um, where you can analyze phase in real time. That, I like right. that. Stuff. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So yeah, for for those of you who don't know, 
Well, how would what would be an easy way to explain it? I, I don't know if I I know it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, like how that works. I don't know how the math behind an FFT, but what you're talking about, like the dual channel, is like basically one channel is your reference channel, and the other channel is your measurement channel. So your reference channel is you're sending the signal out and then back in to your secondary channel, and so it knows like okay, here's the time delta, right? Because it can sense that, but then it also knows the exact signal, so it uses that to basically figure out like, okay, here's my window. Here's exactly what I'm looking for. Here's the phase mm-hmm. information and things that are associated with what I'm reading back. Uh, yeah. As far as like the deep inner workings of it, I might've known at one point, but I've long since forgotten if I did. So yeah. I'd have to Google that. So it's, uh, okay, let's just put it this way. For anybody who's used REW, you'll know that if you want phase information, you have to do kind of like an acoustic uh, timing reference. So you have to have a speaker that goes beep, for the impulse and then it knows when it sends out the signal and then so it it basically has an idea how much delay your system adds with this there is no delay you kind of have a loop back where it's playing the sound at the same time where it's recording the information and so anyway all that doesn't matter what really matters is that you can get a live phase trace yeah which is really crazy if you're trying to align subwoofers to your mains you can start playing with the phase and you'll start to see the coherence. You'll start to see a dip. You'll start to yeah. see where the phase starts to like really align. And it's like, oh, when you hear it align, when you see it align and you hear it align and all the things are saying, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's the right place. You're like, oh, I get it. I hear it. Now I can correlate what I hear with an actual measurement, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you can do those kind of measurements with uh, different software too. There's smart, S-M-A-R- S-M-A-A-R-T. So there's two A's mm-hmm. in it. Smart Live. But I'm trying to remember the Rational Acoustics, I think, is the manufacturer for that. So I used to use that back in like 2008. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about that is, is you can use like pink noise and they have mm-hmm. coherence traces and things like that. And now that's what JL Audio is using is I don't know that they're using Rational Acoustics software. Um, I think maybe it's somehow affiliated, but don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But it does those same things with their max tune, which is six microphones, and it has a reference, and it, it's all one system. And it comes. Hold on, awesome. I wouldn't mind checking one of those out. When is the fried okra channel <laughs> with Dennis and Aaron going to start? Uh, oh, so this is HBO it. Max. Woo! Is that yeah. like HBO Max? <laughs> Not quite, but close. <laughs> Hey, uh, what do we got here? Oh, so live unboxing. Are we gonna solo Aaron? Let's solo Aaron. I don't know that he's gonna open that thing. That thing looks nuts. I can show you. Uh, so, oh, oh, I'm solo. Oh, yeah. So this is the uh, the hardware. So it's been like two years since I've even used it because I loaned it to my buddy Scott who used it for a long time, and I got it back last fall, and I haven't used it. It's actually, it's the first time I've taken it out of the box. Um. So anyway, it's got like different inputs and outputs. It's actually got a headphone input, or I'm sorry, a headphone output. So as you're playing the signal through your car or your home system, you can monitor. You it. can actually monitor it. Yeah. So you know if it's like close to the reference signal or not. You know, like sure. And your reference will be your headphones. Hopefully, your headphones aren't colored. Um, two outputs: analog, uh, SPDIF, optical output input. Let's see here. Uh, power supply. So here's the other side, though, right? So it's XLR. Uh, oh. Inputs over here. There we go. Right. Yeah. High level inputs says it can take 80 volts peak 
which I don't remember, maybe like 40 something RMS. So if you wanted to test, say you're a car audio person, you've got an OEM system that you're trying to test, you're a shop, right? You could take the speaker wires and you could run it into this and you could analyze what the OEM signal is doing. And you know if you need to EQ it or not. And then these guys right here are the six microphones. Give me a second. Let me get the microphone. Hold on. I got this. I got you right here, bro. Look. You got me? Okay. Look it. Boom. Boom. This is our website. First of all, uh, I have to say the price is pretty high on this thing. <laughs> What's the price? Yay! Hey, you can either get this or a serious, dragon. You, know I mean? you got to be serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah so here's how these sticks for microphones. Here are the microphones, just so you can kind of see them in size. Okay. So these are there's six of them. Oh, those are cool. Those they are tiny. dangly ones. Yeah, those That's are cute. Those are cute little microphones. It comes with. Look at that. That's how. Oh, there, there it is. There's the microwave. Look at that guy. Are we, are we, are we recording in Atmos or Oro yeah, over here? But you gotta do. You, you take that whole array right there, and then you do moving mic with the array. So it's like, oh, I just really? got a thousand samples right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> that red one, I think, would be the reference one. So the reference uh -huh. one will do timing as well, gotcha. right? Or you could make a reference one a different one. But you know, there's a lot of stuff you could do with these. Pretty legit. Like, I don't know that I would say it's for the DIY person because it's so dang expensive. expensive yeah. And if you're a DIY person, you probably want to play around like REW or something and mm -hmm. kind of get close and then maybe go to a shop where they know how to use something like that. But for shops, I know a lot of guys who use them that you know run car audio shops and they do tuning and there's a guy in texas got a shop uh, chris pate has a shop out in texas and his employee um god i just forgot his name jeffrey halt does a lot of tunings with those so mm -hmm. you can use them for car audio but then you could also use them for, for for home so what i played around with one was i took the microphones and just put them in different locations and put the sub right in the seated position so i would shut off the mic and you could actually see the different responses mm -hmm. from different locations in the room. And oh. then you could actually sum them together. Like you could say, all right, I want the left, right, you know, yeah, the left, right, the left front microphone and maybe the rear left microphone or something like that. Yeah. Sum them together now, like which, which location for subwoofers is the best. So there's a lot of stuff you can do with them. That's kind of cool. So it's like for multi-sub optimizer, multi-sub optimizer, you have to actually put a mic in each seating position that you want to optimize for. Yeah. And so yeah. it takes a while. But if you can do it all in one shot, then that's, you know, if you have four seats, it's four times faster. Yeah. Um, that thing is pretty cool. What I heard also is that you can use that for uh, electrical measurements yeah. to a certain degree. I'm like, ah, that, yeah, that's to, to some degree, like you can do, you can do amplifier measurements and things like that with it. So I, when I was talking to them about it, I asked them like, could I replace an analog precision or an audio precision unit? Uh. And they were like, not quite, but the mm. specs on it are pretty dang good. They don't tout it as something like that versatile, but yeah. they probably could if they wanted to, but you can do impedance sweeps with it. There's an impedance little jig for it. So you can do impedance measurements, all sorts of stuff, man. The electrical cool, measurements. Man. Yeah. It's, if you're Here's, a shop. Have you heard you of have, this one? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. So this is cool. We're talking about the dual channel FFT and those other ones, they're pretty expensive. Like smart is a, I would 800 bucks at probably least. About 800. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. So this is a free app that you can download. Uh, it's paid on the iPad, so you can actually use it on an iPad. Oh, but cool. um, if you just want to download it to your Mac, is it Mac only? Uh, no, cross cross platform. Yeah, you can download for your for your computer, and it's free, and it does a lot. It works pretty well. It's kind of hard to set up because you have to 
you probably will have to have an external, uh, like an audio interface where you yeah, can do a loop. Loop back sure. is important. And so right. it's not the easiest thing to set up, but once you get it set up, it's kind of cool if you're into this stuff. Anyway, yeah. I have to jump into a little bit of that tech. That stuff's you know what cool, I mean? man. That nerdy yeah. stuff. If you're an installer of any sort, something like that is just, yep. that's really good to have. Speaking of uh, installers, I got an interesting little uh, message the other day. I got to respond back to these guys, but uh, some company is wanting to fly me out to the Boston area oh. to review their custom in-wall architectural home theater system. Somebody fancy. Somebody, yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, you go to their website and you look at their stuff. Again, nothing has prices on it, so it's probably uh, some pretty uh, expensive. If you have to ask, you can't afford it, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, it's a it's a dealer. Uh, the guy said we spoke. He and I spoke at Cedia, so I don't, I you know, I don't know. We'll see. So I'll disclose all that stuff later on. Uh, Another company hit me up asking me to go down to uh, L.A. area to film their new sound bar and their new sound bar and their new studio space. I don't know. I don't know. So. Uh, well, make sure it's on the 12th and 13th. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. There's uh, I got an email from Sweetwater over there in uh, Indiana. Yeah. And um, they're doing this Dolby Atmos mixing masterclass on my birthday. And I was like, hmm, maybe I could just fly out there and go go do that and see see what they're talking about over there. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a great time. Sounds like it'll be well, you know. <laughs> Sasha's like, you don't want to have any fun. I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of fun can we have here in Mammoth. <laughs> I, I mean, know where you can have fun. You can have fun over here in SoCal, dude. That that had that needed to have been like already in the works. I'm already <laughs> that I that had to already be done. Um, so I don't know. There's also uh oh, audio advice live. I've got my tickets already to go. And I, I sent uh, I sent them uh, some questions because I wanted to know. Uh, let's see, I wanted to know how many Atmos systems are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so so she gave me a list of what they got going on. You guys want to see this list? I do. So for those of you in the what is it, Raleigh, North Carolina? Yeah, I'm still planning um, on going, but I don't. You didn't hear me telling Joe, so they said I've got bone spurs. And scar tissue. So I'm going to go see a surgeon hopefully this week and find out what's up. Dude, I can't sit for longer than 30 minutes. Oh. So I'm hoping that I'll be all right by next week. Or hey, man. Uh, I, I don't. I didn't know if I could handle a three-hour car ride to the airport and then uh, another 10 hours of traveling. So yeah. we'll see. Because, uh, you know, I got my little ass donut here that I'm yeah. sitting on now. So, yep. um, so in the first room, we've got the... Uh, whoo. So here's here are the Atmos Atmos rooms. Uh, monitor audio with the Sony GTZ 380. Monitor audio synergy speakers. I cannot read any of that, bro. What's that? I can't, can't read that. Oh, you can't. Okay. Not on. Not on. I'm, I'm sure if somebody's watching on a phone, they're not going to be able to read that. Oh yeah, they won't be able to read that. Just either. Control Plus it and blow it up. Oh okay. Let's see. Zoom it in. Let's see. There we go. Boom. Can you there see you that go. now? That's better. Yep. Okay. Uh, Sony GTZ 380 monitor audio, Trinov, Mad VR, Kaleidoscape, 170 screen, and this one's kind of kind of be interesting. The de, de, de Violet, de Violet, de Violet. De Violet. You know that French du company? Du, yeah, du, 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 du. 
<laughs> um, so uh, there's the they're doing a JBL synthesis. So they're doing a Phantom. So they're not doing a. So it's got no subwoofers. Oh, right? so it's the so there's doing a yeah that Phantom speaker. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of those. Then there's the JBC Golden Ear Room. Um, a bunch of Golden Ear stuff. Uh, 124 inch screen, full Cal Storm audio. Um, 170 inch screen. So this this it's gonna be pretty big stuff here. Be Bowers and Wilski Wilkins 9.4.6 Def Tech Theater, Sony and Kef, and then Samsung and JBL Synthesis. So those right. are gonna be the uh the Atmos rooms. Is that what you're saying? That okay. those are gonna be the Atmos, you know, demonstrations. So um that'd be cool. I noticed a lot of the stuff, you know, they use this janky little kaleidoscape thing, right? Um, meaning <laughs> Meaning, I don't think I can bring a Blu-ray or or a thumb drive to play anything on those systems. But I was kind of wondering, maybe I can get this uh, new Atmos mix done and try to debut it there on one of those big ass systems there. Oh, that would be that would be kind of interesting. That would be kind of interesting. So, uh, Joe, what do I need to bring? Do, should I bring the shield and just be like, "Yo, can I yeah. power the shield off like a battery pack?" Because I bet you I nothing. I won't be able to plug anything in, right? Uh, maybe maybe I can get an HDMI in that in that rack. I don't know what the specs are on the shield, but that would be interesting if you could. You know, if I, I place it. All right, is, is this is this really a nine one six? Let's play this <laughs> SACT track. <laughs> Let's play my new Dolby Atmos mix and see what's going on. Because I think a lot of people are just using the same old demos. It's going to be the same same demo material in every room got to change things up a little bit switch it up let's see there they have a well just looking at their power adapter i don't know i don't know <laughs> i can imagine you walking around with like a backpack holding like a ups battery backup <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty funny dude i like seriously like i <laughs> we were, i we bring it at weddings last time to ces it's i will you know i, I I, I'm I'm like looking at my, you know my my luggage, and I'm like, hmm, what do I do? Do I just ship one of those carts to the hotel and then ship it back? Yeah. Have them ship it back to me? Um, yeah, Top Gun in every room. Yeah, that would be lame as shit. Like, I don't what? Know. How dare you? Top Gun I mean, in every room would be is awesome. That movie even a good like demo movie? Well, oh, Shane. Uh, used his uh, Shane so used I, his uh, what do you call it? His Trinov viewer, and it was a very static mix, except for a couple of. Uh, That's what I'm saying, moments. though. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, you can with you know a static Dolby Atmos mix, you can actually make a whole lot happen. I know. We've done it. <laughs> we've we've done it. People are like, man, I heard this, all this stuff moving around the room, and in my head, I'm like, oh, huh, yeah. gotcha, 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 oh. bitch. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't all kinds of. Uh, Okay, so here's Thanks here's a good right. question. But anyway, I have a few notes here, like some questions I could possibly ask him in case we happen to not have a lot to talk about, but it's related to what you're kind of talking about. Okay. What what's a good media player that plays pretty much everything? You know what I mean? Like I hear mm. Zidu and I hear Zapedi oh. and I hear Nvidia Shield. Um, and I hear, you know, the funny you know, part, what, okay, so Zapedi, I think, is gone, is is gone ah. now. Right, I think they're going to okay. do some support. So I think Zapete is gone. I tried to look for a Zidu on Amazon, and they don't have any. So I don't know what's happening to them either. But when I type in Zidu, I get 
um, this Dune pops up here. Uh, let me share my screen. This Dune player pops up. So I think this might be the only game in town now. Um, mm-hmm. 500 bucks. And this will supposedly play all the other the other stuff and has like a internal drive bay single. Um, this looks exactly like the Zipedi controller, this one on the right. <laughs> so what, uh, what format can that play? So this will play um, all the lossless MKV, M2TS. Um, this this should play everything. ISO, well, BDMV about, folder. Okay, that's what I was going to ask about. ISO, yeah. BDMV. Because uh, NVIDIA Shield can do MKV and M2TS. Right. Not the right. other ones. Yeah, because the other ones um, um, retain the, the folder structure mm-hmm. and everything else. Okay. All right. Yeah. So which one? That's the least expensive one. That's that's the only one that's on Amazon right now. I, so I don't know what's happening because the Zidu uh, nine, which I got for Writer's Room, was only two forty nine, mm-hmm. um, which was like the same price as the smallest Zipedi. You can't find a Zipedi. All the Zipedis are in back order. Um, so I'm not sure. Yeah, Doom um, players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He says it's the new Zipedi. No, nothing says. Um, was able to download your Atmos song and transfer the file to USB stick and play it on my Xbox Series X. Uh, was that the MP4 file? Because when we're talking about these file file compatibilities, we need to make sure we know what we're talking about. Uh, somebody said that they were able to get an MP4 to play on their uh, my newest MP4 to play on their um, Panasonic Blu-ray player, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Are you real?" For real, they're like, yeah, it played played without problems, and it played in Atmos, and so I tried it here on the the UB four twenty that I have. I updated it because I thought it was an update. Psh, nothing, still nothing. So I don't know, I don't know what happened. Oh, Zidu, Zidu is the new Dune. Zidu, 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 Zidu. I don't know anything about that stuff, man. Well, okay. I mean, I I have three of them in the house, and they all still work. So I just I like the shield. Mm-hmm. For me, it works for me. Yeah, so I can put M. Oh, well, it'll play. It should play the MP4, right? The lossy version. Everything can play the MP4. If you wanted to get real crazy, you could buy like a little thirty dollar, like I don't know, Android TV or something like that. Yeah. I just, I just want to, I just want to have and something then, in my backpack. Well, that or my I'm satchel. Those, those are USB C, and they they run off like a five volt. Uh, yeah, five volt one amp most of the time. So like. I'm pretty sure a little, you know, yeah. battery bank would probably run it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's you know, the shield thing. is different. It has a proprietary power port, plug. Oh, okay. plug, and all that. So that's a little tougher. But if it's just an MP4, you know, uh, with a lossy Atmos, mm-hmm. which we maybe maybe I do this maybe have. maybe Friday when <laughs> when the show starts, I go to all of the rooms and see what equipment they have. All right. And Saturday, I go go quick trip to Best Buy. And be like, okay, we'll figure we'll figure it out afterwards <laughs> because we actually have our our daily hi fi crew, our group chat on uh, you know, Facebook Messenger. If you're interested oh, yeah. in uh, you know, supporting in some way and benefiting by getting a chance to talk to everybody in the yeah. group chat. So, so roundabout way of saying, if you're in the North Carolina area, August four. Five six, I think is what it is. Um, come by Audio Advice, hang out with me, and hopefully this guy below. Yeah, I hope so. 
this is not a paid anything from audio device this is no. just channel wanting to hang out with you guys yeah yeah <laughs> let's let's come come hang out and uh, hopefully i can out. play you my new uh atmos mix uh over there because that would be actually pretty cool and um and then there's going to be like cool shit to listen to that we can never afford so i don't, I don't <laughs> there's that <laughs> there's that there's also that hey so i want to talk about something do you guys uh, remember uh american gladiators yeah absolutely dude i watched you, the documentary did you, did you, did you, did you see it it's called it's called met dude we just finished it muscles and mayhem on netflix is dude, is awesome. awesome you gotta see it yeah it's joe it's only five episodes man it's easy it's quick. yeah okay you got this. hey i like the arnold one that you recommended the arnold one's fantastic yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that was great. Great. only three episodes yeah yeah it's great you still gotta see Wayne river though <laughs> this is true <laughs> that's awesome joe has a dude did the pilot episode that i never saw that before I didn't, yeah that they yeah. looked ridiculous yeah <laughs> they actually made a show on that on the pilot <laughs> you guys gotta watch it it's hilarious who, who was yeah. the main guy that they kind of like have talking a lot uh um, nitro nitro he has kind of like an asian like yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah he's, he a hapa. he's a hopper yeah 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 so he yeah okay Nitro. Sasha, Sasha was like, "Oh, he was my boyfriend back oh. when I was a little girl, right?" He had, a, she had a crush, and at, like it's somewhere through like episode four, and she's like, "Oh man, like my dreams of this guy being a boy." He's, <laughs> he's I guess he's not nice. <laughs> he shattered the dream of this guy. Those dudes were so juiced up, though. Oh yeah, that's what's crazy. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Like you, you know, you watch and you're like, that doesn't look fair. Like. I was a kid. I, I was it not thinking work, about, though. oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. They're juiced up. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's could get hammered. <laughs> you know? Like it wasn't like they like I knew what steroids were back when I was like six, seven. I didn't care. It was just uh, something fun to do and watch with the family. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it. So you're saying it's good. Oh yeah. It is good. Uh, you'll you'll see some shit. Uh, you'll be like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. And all they right, all like, like they all still look good. Like, you know, like they look like they're healthy still, you know. Like, how old are they right uh, now? I don't know. I don't. That Malibu guy looked a little shady. Oh no, I forgot about him. <laughs> well, I was thinking of like the main. There's like four or five that they continually show, and like so, yeah. uh, Nitro's Zap, one of them. Ice. Uh, the laser dot guy is another one. Laser that dude guy. aged well. I was like, he did. Like, he did. all right. Like, I mean, look. When a guy looks looks handsome, I got no problem giving him props. He's a handsome looking man. So, but then they, they have. I didn't say thank you. you. They said they have. I'm just kidding. You're handsome too, Joe. Thank um, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Anyway, they all. I would just think, like, as much as they put themselves through, that they'd probably all be broken down. But dude, they turned out all right. You know who? Yeah, side side topic. Yeah, I have to go to resting for a sec. But dude, Lex Luger is. He doesn't look good. You know, you guys seen Lex Luger lately? Anyway, no. dude, look up Lex Luger. Be like, who's oh, that? Yeah, I see. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, that's some I'm crazy him, around him, but um, everyday Jay says, uh, Okay, so do they steroids or not? It still looks, looks like it's a lot of work to look like that for sure, hundred percent. Um, they went on tour. I didn't even know about this. I didn't tour. know that either. Yeah, they went on tour, and so they were like, like the Zap lady was like, yeah, I did had to do the joust six times, like so, in one day, like in oh, one day yeah. against different people. Yeah, and so she's like, if you were the first, first one, I'm you're done. Second one, you're done. Third one, eh, you might have a chance. Sixth one, I'm 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 did, losing. And she's like, ever, it was so unfair because everybody was fresh and all that, you know? It's crazy. Did, 
Did they ever address like that one, uh, you know, the final stage where they shoot people with the tennis balls? Yeah. It looked like that thing hurt. Did they, yeah. did they mention that in no, the... In no, the, they, they, they showed it. They showed it, but dude, they didn't... Uh, did not look, it didn't look safe. Like, somebody would get hit. Like, dude, if you don't think that looks safe, you should see the games they had at the very beginning. You really like, should. They were ridiculous. The, the joust before they... Oh. Like, the one that you know? Yeah, the, they had, like, the drop. Yeah, they so, had these drawbridges. They'd push you back, and then the floor would just fall out. And yeah. so they were worried about not hitting that thing on the yeah. way down, not yeah. losing. Like, oh, because man. you could hurt yourself. It was crazy. Uh, you should yeah. yeah. Great show. Okay. All right. And then I'll add it so, to my list. Yeah. Add it yeah. to your list. And just so you know, Arnold makes an appearance there too. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was, I that know. guy's everywhere. Have you seen this show? Like, uh, I feel like he's like a part owner of Netflix or something. Now. Right now. Yeah. Dude, he's got that show Fubar on Netflix. We yeah. just finished that. It's like uh six episode or something. Hilarious. Did you, Hilarious. did y'all see that they're doing, you know, they did the Arnold documentary thing, right? They're doing one for Stallone. It's coming out in November. Oh, really? I was like, say no more. That's going to be a great. watch party. Like, Dude, totally. I'm pumped, man. I, I love the fact uh, in the second one, right? And he's talking about, yeah, it was me and, it was just me versus Sylvester Stallone. It's who could do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? duking it out. Who did, you ever, <laughs> who did you like better? Ooh, I like both of them. I can't pick one, man. Yeah. I never even thought they were competing back in the day. Oh, like, absolutely. In my mind, I never saw it as a competition. A, like, I'm going to give you the messed up short version of this and need to go find it. But there's an interview where Stallone or was it Arnold? They were talking about how they used, they were battling, right? So there was that Stop or My Mom Will Shoot movie. I used to love it. I don't know if y'all ever saw it, but it had um, Estelle Getty, the woman who, the oldest yeah. mom in uh, Golden Girls. In Golden Girls, yeah. Yeah. So she played the mom in this movie. But the story that Arnold told was that. Just to mess with Stallone, he was acting. He got his agent to act like Arnold wanted the movie, so Stallone would take it. And then when Stallone took it, he was like, "Ha ha!" Like he just totally set him up. <laughs> like you need to go find it. There's a there's an interview with like Jay Leno or somebody where they're talking about it. it's so good. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were competing for sure. Stallone yeah. is the better actor. Yeah, I would say so. All the Rocky stuff, yeah. and he he wrote all of them. You know, those are actually like. Yeah, legit movie. He won an Oscar for writing the first one, right? So yeah, so he they they got their own thing. But when it comes to uh, you know physique, it's kind of hard to beat Arnold, right? It's uh, I mean literally Dude, back in the, the day, he was the. I think he's still the best. Like I see some of these dudes now, I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah, he yeah, looks. Yeah. yeah, he looks. I mean, jacked. I I mean I I do agree with somebody what somebody said there. Uh, Angela said it. Arnold is funnier. I I would agree with that. Arnold. Is Arnold. Funnier. Arnold in Twins is one of my favorite roles that Arnold. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, and Fubar has a bunch of like little hidden things because he talked about Danny DeVito in Twins. <laughs> in Fubar. Like, oh, I haven't. So, so I haven't seen like, Fubar. So I got to okay, go I'll, watch Fubar. I, I won't say anything, but there's, there's that. There's um random stuff from like almost the exact same scene that happened in Face Off. Is it, oh, is, it, is it Fubar? Like there's all these like hidden Easter eggs for people that actually like watched Arnold movies that are That's in. Awesome. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and for, for the most part, Fubar is almost like true lies, but just a, with a little twist. True lies. Oh, I remember that. That's a J- Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis was in that. Oh, what fake about- that recording sound. Do you guys remember when like take it slowly? Slow. Dude, <laughs> dude, it was just on like a week ago. Dude, Arnold's been all over the TV. Uh, like, I know you guys don't watch a whole lot of TV, but all of a sudden, you know, I'm just like, I'm like, what? What is, what is this? That's 
like what was it the one with the um the rail guns that that with the um <laughs> that one action movie with the rail guns and stuff uh, i forget from the like the 90s i'm like what is this like why is arnold on this channel and then he's on another channel and then he's on this and then he's on this predator predator was a, that's a classic oh for sure for sure classic um, no the eraser that's what it's called the eraser <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was with uh Vanessa Williams in it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, Conan was on the other night too. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, this guy's what 77. He's just all over the place. Yeah, he's doing something. What about oh. Last Action Hero was terrible. What about Stallone? See if the guys in the chat remember Stallone. Dude, 75, and over the top. 75. He's 75. Dude, Last Action Hero. It was all about the girl. That's that's what it was all about. I don't even remember that's Last Action Hero. That's how bad it was. Oh, Jingle All the Way. There's another Stallone movie, <laughs> and Sinbad was in that. Sinbad, Sinbad oh, is so awesome, dude. In like the nineties, the early nineties, mid nineties, Sinbad was everywhere. Yeah. He had those like Disney movies, like First Kid. He did, he did. you know, he did. that was yeah. awesome. Oh, oh man. man. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, there's some audio stuff. Maybe we should. Right. Uh, here's a to, I don't know about that. I think. I think. Yeah, I know, I don't I know, know Joe that. doesn't want to say anything, but I do know there's a section in there called diagonals, and I know <laughs> that there's. There's one. There's. A it, let's just say it was a, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was just a coincidence. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't but know. anyway, wait, wait. you know what would be funny is like uh, if there was a calibration kind of toolkit for the old school 5.1. It's like if you look at it, diagonals. what if what if we, what if had diagonals in there? Yeah. Who knows? I don't even know. I don't even know. Um. um what else? What else? Aaron, so, have you, oh, you got something there? Okay. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everyday Jay says, Aaron, have you ever seen anyone make a hybrid 5.1 system in an RV no. using the same speaker system for the living room? No, no, I have not. That seems like a fun project. A mobile oh, yeah. theater? Like I a, have. A theater I'm, not, I'm sure wheels. it exists. I'm certain that it exists, but like out in UAE or something where the guys have just ridiculous money. I don't know, like, man. I, I think I think that there's a fairly good amount of people in the United States that have a buttload of money, too. That have what they call fu money yes yeah uh <laughs> so you know what this kind of relates to something that i think kelvin was asking in our in our uh, daily hi-fi group chat and he was he had those in-wall kef speakers and he mm -hmm. was talking he was asking you aaron about angling them yeah yeah uh, i remember that it, and it looked like it was kind of off the wall right and yeah, yeah right I saw that. so so like what would be the difference between uh, in wall and on wall for the most part? Like, what are what are some noticeable like important differences? Like sound differences. Well, yeah. like so, the further that the speaker is off the wall, um, it really depends on how well it's made. But you're gonna, you know, that you're gonna have that dip in the mid range from where the sound radiates forward, but also radiates backward, hits that wall, and then comes back and cancels with the forward radiating sound. Mm. And it's okay. like it depends on the the depth of the speaker but i would say like probably 200 to 400 hertz ballpark maybe maybe 500 hertz so you're mm. going to have that a pretty big cancellation null there and then on top of that if the speaker wasn't like truly designed for on wall let's say it has um like baffle step compensation for an off wall speed like you know sitting outside the room and then you put it on the wall but there's going to be some additional loading for the frequencies that are longer than the distance from the front of the baffle to the rear of the baffle, which means that let's, let's just say like the, the distance happens to be 
equivalent to like a 200 hertz wavelength. I'm just making stuff up, right? Mm-hmm. And then that frequency and below would then theoretically at least be boosted in frequency. So it's going to sound more full, but it could sound resonant or boomy compared to the rest of the speaker's response. So like if you took a perfectly flat on-axis speaker, you put it on the wall, you're going to boost the very, very low end. And I don't know that you would want that. You could EQ it out, right? But you'd have to make sure you got the EQ tools. Like you can't go in there with a graphic EQ and start just dropping stuff down because mm. then it's like this, right? Like that pattern that you're making by dropping graphic channels down or bands would just be weird looking. So I guess you could undo it with maybe like a high shell filter or a low shell filter. I always get them confused which so, one's which. But I guess the, the reason I ask is just because well, he's asking about the RV and it's kind of like you're going to have, I'm assuming you're going to have to do something like in like set inside of the thing. I don't know. Right. I've, never, I've never put speakers in the RV, so I don't know. He said, what he said I, I had need a way to switch the speaker signals for driving listening versus theater listening. So I guess there's I, that I as well. the idea, though. Well, I've um, never seen that. Uh, that so something, I did it. Yeah, something close to that. I don't know if it's the same thing that he's asking, but and it was. <laughs> so when I took the phone call a minute ago when I had a bell out, I was actually talking with somebody about this. Um, hmm. Like my car right now has multiple channels. And I'm trying to decide, due to cost, if I want to replace all the speakers in the car and try to have a, a multi-channel tune in the car, but then also have a one-seat tune in the car. So that's mm. kind of, maybe that's what he's talking about. You could do that with the right DSP with just, you know, hey, this is going to be preset one. It's going to be for the primary listening position. And then preset two would be multi-channel listening or something like that. We should let them know it's a, in a Ford Fiesta. In a Ford Fiesta. <gasps> um, are you going to? Uh, does it? Talk? Does it? Does it really? Does it really? Does it really feel like you're at, at a party driving that thing? Is that? <laughs> Connor, why were you showing me that thing? Mode. By the way, in our group chat, in our group chat, you're showing us the uh, that what is it? Ferrari SUV, and I'm so disgusted. There's a Ferrari yeah. SUV. I know y'all yeah, are talking the, about that. The Pura Sangue. I knew there's a Lamborghini SUV, but I didn't know there's a yeah. Ferrari. But see, but the see the thing is, like the Lamborghini uh, Urus is based off of my car, which is an Audi. So if you look at all the parts, they all say Audi, 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 except for the few handful of things that say Lamborghini. If you look at the Porsche Turbo Cayenne Turbo GT, oh which is also God. like the same thing. With the same engine, and they all have to share the same engine, the um, twin turbo V8. So the Ferrari did it, uh, did a car from the uh, an SUV from the ground up, which is a 12 cylinder naturally aspirated. Um, yeah, there you go, that's it, dude. That that's thing, it. that thing's gorgeous, yeah. Suicide me? rear doors, all that My stuff. But Joe's, Joe's hey, like, you're not gonna buy, you gotta buy a Ferrari, you can't buy an SUV, Joe. Oh God, this is the daily. So Stop. Pagani Huayra is the sports car. Woo! <laughs> look at that. Now I don't know about the back end. I'm kind of like, ee. I mean, I just don't know about the tail lights. That's the thing yeah. I'm not sure about. I like. Mm. That's but the new. It, that's the new like design language for all the new um for the for, for the new cars. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't. I don't know, man. We can get a four hundred thousand dollar tax write off if it's over six thousand. You know what's the dumbest thing I've ever seen? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That guy. <laughs> All right. If you're going to get a Ferrari, go ahead. You can, you can spotlight me. If you're going to get a Ferrari, no, Ferrari, man. You know what I mean? Wow. The Ferrari's made for the track. If you want an SUV, then go get an SUV. That's, you know, 
Yeah, Unless man. you already have a Ferrari, and this He's is sensible. just for this no, is just that's, yeah. Who has Ferrari? Let's, let's, Ferrari, let's, so you can yeah, both match. But come on, stop with this. Stop, please. <laughs> he was he was so annoyed. He was so annoyed. It's Ferrari, it's like yes, it's a like kind of all wheel drive. This. this is a money maker. This is like when we make our top five video, right? So for Ferrari, you know they don't sell a ton, but if they can no. sell this to to these, you know, you know. The China or something it, like that, and he, and he buys it. Well, and he that's can, that's can sell a bunch of those. So it's that's cool. what that's what saved just Porsche. A money maker. That's what saved Porsche like 15 years ago when they came out with the Cayenne. Exactly the because company. everybody buys their SUV, but yeah. the real, the real, the real car fans are gonna buy the 911. Right. They're gonna buy the GT3 RS, and then and then everybody keeps them afloat. So hey, yeah, buy those. There you so, go. So uh, when it's time, oh, there it is. That's the other one. That's the other one. That makes you know more that sense, is? though. You know what I mean? This is the Cullinan. Oh, yeah. You guys want a tax write-off? Forget forget the AMG G-Wagon. Yeah. Bullshit. Go with the Cullinan Black. The Cullinan Black. That, right. that Black Edition was Hold on. crazy. What's, like... what's Bentley's? What's there? Bentley? Bentega. Bentley. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the Bentega. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no, this thing's hideous. I'll throw it up there. Just... <laughs> Let's see. I'm, I haven't seen a lot of these. Yeah, no, that's hideous. Hold up. I'll throw it up. I know the people in the chat are like, or people watching this back. Okay, are like, Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. What are we looking at here? Bentley yeah, band. Take it. You know what that looks like? If you cut off the front end, it looks like it could be a different car. Uh, different see. type of Bentley. <laughs> no, oh, no, oh, you mean like oh, like a Nissan? Like, it could be like a Nissan SUV oil. or something. Right. The... Oof. Well, who who makes Bentley? Like, who's the it's VW. Oh, well, there you go. Wait, no. Dude, that it looks like a Subaru. The, yeah, yeah, it's Bentley. The yeah. daily car show, that's right. This looks like a Subaru. No, it's probably based off the Audi. It's probably based off the Audi, um, just like the... So the the Audi that I have is... is is They use it for VW, they use it for Porsche, they use it for Lamborghini, <laughs> and they use it for Bentley. Yeah, they, oh, totally. Yeah, this is the same This is the same as my car. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so anyway, we'll, enough of that. we'll get back into the audio stuff. It just so happens that car stuff, audio stuff, car audio stuff, car audio stuff, you know, <laughs> they're all somewhat related. I mean, I have a Bang & Allison system in that in my Audi, so uh, got so, more speakers uh, in my Atmos Mach- system, 23 speakers, 1900 watts. That Mach-E that uh, my mom just got, Mustang Mach-E, I showed you a picture. I think that one's uh, a B&O system too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the hideous car podcast. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Oh, quick, quick question. I don't know if um, if we can turn this into a little daily clip or not. If there's enough content, but uh, you were talking about your uh, what were those? Dy- Dyn Audio. Yeah, Dyn Audio speakers you reviewed. Yeah, and how you said they had really good imaging, and I kind of followed up right. in in the comment like, what do you think makes good imaging what's the spec to look for for wow this thing has great imaging like what are some some of the specs mm-hmm. yeah yeah i so it's funny as i actually talked about it in the video but i edited it out because it was 29 minutes long before i edited it down to 20 yeah. um and i thought well i'll say that maybe for a different actual topic but from the from my experience in car audio especially the most important thing for imaging is left right matching right like making sure that the left and right are Dead on exactly the same, but then at the listening position though, like so, I want to clarify position. Yeah, so like you're not talking about oh these drivers match perfectly. You're talking about 
they should they should sound to you like they're the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you can take like taking a microphone and an EQ in the left speaker and then making them sure the right speaker matches, you know, in, in response. Doing that. Um, and then the other thing is like the radiation pattern. So if you have a really like a good example is if you have an omnidirectional speaker, you know, there's going to be a lot of crap going everywhere in the room, especially if it's mm-hmm. a really reflective room versus a speaker that maybe just super tight, narrow profile. It's going to be less stuff going on in the room. So less opportunity for smearing, I guess. That's kind of been my experience. But yeah, this speaker, I was really surprised at how tight the imaging was. So I think what I'm going to start doing is testing both speakers, not full spin, but at least maybe just try to test the, the frequency response on axis and just how close are they. But the real problem with that is you have to be like dead on, right? Like I had to put the speaker in the exact same spot, you know, down to the millimeter because if the microphone is just a little bit off from where it was before, then things can change, right? So here's here my issue with that, though, is let's say the, the sp- let's say the speakers match perfectly. Yeah. Once you put them into the room, the fact that a room is not symmetrical, yes, absolutely. Well, then that whatever differences that would possibly have, the moment you measure the left speaker and the right speaker, and you throw them in the REW and overlay them, you're like, that's not exactly the same. <laughs> Yeah, it, no, I, I agree. So there's there that's the room fault, right? Like, so yeah, I'm yeah. talking about just the speaker alone. But when you okay. put it into a room, especially if it's an asymmetrical room, like you're saying, all bets are off, man. Mm-hmm. So wide, so you know, it's interesting because I always wondered, like, you know, uh, what is that super high end omni directional one? Uh, it's like three letters. Um, yeah, it, it's BNO, right? MBL. You know? MBL. MBL. Oh, MBL. Okay. The MBL, yeah. omnidirectional, yeah. like million dollar omnidirectional <laughs> speakers. I'm yeah. kind of curious, like, if you put those into a room, they're radiating all over 100, you know, 360 degrees. And if you played some tracks that you really know well, mm-hmm. what is the imaging going to be like? Like, accurate? What random? Is it going to just make up, you know? Makeup images. How does that work? Is this is this what you're talking about? This thing here. Yeah. This. It, yeah. yeah, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Four hundred thousand a pair. So look, yeah. you can get a car or one speaker. They make yeah, a couple different. Oh yeah, here they are. They make oh, a couple oh, different here. models. This is cheaper yeah. for you, Aaron. Oh, yeah, there you go. They have like a bookshelf size one too. Is that? Oh, it? here, here. Here's the, here's hey, the that, hey yeah. doesn't that? This look looks like a little about? person. It's like it like arms. <laughs> you got it, Those look pretty. Here's like the Darth Vader one, right? Here's Mini Vader. Here's Baby Vader over. Baby here. Vader. Oh, it does look like that. Oh, now I can't unsee that. <laughs> I didn't see that until you said it, but now I can't unsee it. <laughs> this is Teenage Vader. That's not cool, man. Why you do that? Why you do that? <laughs> dun dun dun. And the other yeah. ones are how they make them. Yeah. So yeah, those are cool. I've actually heard some of those before, but Did you? Okay. it was at a trade show, so I couldn't get a good idea. Here's 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 what's messed up. The the first picture you see mm-hmm. is this. This at first I was like, no nah, man, this, this <laughs> what is this? Yeah, that does look kind of weird. This guy being transported to the opera with some weird hooded figures in the back. Like, what's this? Uh, this is going to be a murder mystery. I yeah, don't know. Murder mystery. Happening. But dinner then there's theater. fire. Yeah, exactly. Is this <laughs> dinner theater? Medieval times over yeah, here. Medieval times, yeah. <laughs> a dude chugging along on a horse in a second. <laughs> that 
that is a really weird image for them to like, use. Like, why, 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 why is this? What is? Yeah, this? I don't, I don't know. Hey, that is Joe, very odd. Or <laughs> Angela, Angela, we need to put some opera singer on the spatial CD site. <laughs> what is that? I, like, okay, so I'm not married, so I can make these jokes now. Like that dude is straight up trying to ignore his wife. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm taking to my my happy place. And she's on the back. <laughs> And he's I like, I just got home from dishes. work. <laughs> Rock me like, on the dance. That's what you get the MBLs for. You want you want to be able to ignore everything in life. <laughs> MBL. Yep. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know who came well, up with this idea, but they need to step well, into my office. Why? Because you're fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rock me on the dais. Uh, I have oh, no idea. Man. What does this have to do with the speaker? Like this is oh, you're right there. That's what happens? I guess that's what happens when you when you get these speakers. <laughs> this lady appears. <laughs> does she come <laughs> and help set them up? <laughs> no, that's the other dudes in the back. You that's see, the dudes in the back. She's gonna help calibrate with her yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is She's in the like, moving around the room. <laughs> Oh, but oh, but to their defense, the people I've talked to that have heard these at different shows have said they sound good. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't heard them myself, but I think it would just be like, okay, you like that Bose speaker that, mm. that radiated in a weird way. Yeah. And it just did something kind of cool. Like, it just, yeah. that's cool. Like, whatever it did, it, it's probably like a great version of that. Yeah. If, if, it's, if it's linear, then that would be cool. Uh, the other one that I, that I think, Chana and I thought you were talking about. There's the B&O, the Bale Lab 90. Yeah, I the think Bale Lab 90s. Yeah, my mm-hmm. uncle has those. Yeah. Dude, I want to hear the Because you can control the dispersion. Joe, have you heard about those? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I mean, they look all crazy with all the drivers everywhere. Yeah, all the scan speak drivers. But for those who don't know, like you can control the dispersion of them. So they're omnidirectional speaker, but they have you can use an app, and you can basically make them go from omni to frontward firing. Like I don't know how tight of a window, but pretty tight. So depending on the music that you're listening to, if you want it to sound a certain way or your room, like you have all these ways of controlling it. I want to say they're like, oh gosh, I was going to say 90, like 80, a pair. 80 or 90. Yeah. Okay. All right. 80, 90. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My so uncle has a picture. This MBL, somebody said, put it on your clipper. What would that look like? What would the, actually, what would the directivity index look like? Would that be the flat line? Flat? I mean, I'm assuming it would be flat at zero DB, just completely flat. If, if it's truly omnidirectional, um, and it kind of is hard to tell. It looks like it may. It Somebody send like, Aaron one of those, please. It looks like the speakers are are put forward of the cabinets a little bit in this image. So it may just because of diffraction effects, it's probably not going to be perfectly flat. But horizontally, it, it should basically be perfectly flat. Those gold things. I think those gold things radiate. Yeah, they they expand right like a balloon or something. Yeah. yeah. Please send those to him. Because I would love to see that on the clipple. I'm trying to remember if these yeah, were. Do you guys watch? Do you guys know who Two Chains is? First of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I know Chains. Y'all seen his most expensivest stuff YouTube yep. series? I, I think he he yeah. heard these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. This is a big um, house, though. I like this picture. This looks pretty nice. I gotta have a house this big first. Yeah. So then put these, and then so wait, but 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 look at this picture though. Who's sitting right here? Who's yeah. sitting right here? 
Let's be yeah, Wouldn't you be sitting over here? Why why is there a couch? Did AI make this? Dude, I've been I, I type in I go to mid journey and type in home theater and the AI is like all the seats are here, but the screen hey. is on this side of the wall. <laughs> can you can you do this, Anna? Can you go to mid journey and type in like husband listening to music while wife sings opera? Oh yeah. Can you do that and see what comes up? It's probably the same exact photo. <laughs> I gotta do it on this computer over here, but yeah, I can do it. Um, How so here, here, here's here's the uh, Bail Lab. I found the picture on my Instagram. This is my old Instagram, so I don't have access to this anymore. But I went to go visit my dad. He was hanging out at my uncle's house, and so we got to play around with a few things. I took my dad to the um to the store, to the music store. So we played some of that. Then we went and drove the Harakan, and then I've already driven the NSX before, but then they had the Bail Lab 80s. I took the grills off to see what's our bail app 90. You want to throw it on? Is it? Oh, is it not there? No, no. God, Go ahead, damn it. It I got it. There oh, go. there it is. Yeah, so there's my dad. We went to the music store and then uh, then we drove the Hurricane and then, yeah, uh, the NSX, the bottom right. That's a good, it's a nice car. It's got the dual yeah. motor. Anyway, uh, so my uncle has these. And so when, when I, I talked to my cousin, I'm like, yo, dude, let's fire these up. You know what he said? Mm. What? What's your reaction? They don't work. I'm like, what do you mean they don't work? Well, yeah. He's like, well, the audio guy that's supposed to set this stuff up, like, um, he's like, it had this stuff hasn't been working for like two months. I'm like, who the fuck is your audio guy? Yeah. Like, why do they not have your shit fixed? It's like working. He's like, oh, dude, we needed this adapt. Something broke, and we needed this adapter, and so they're like. He was telling me this long ass, like a whole yeah. list of excuses. I'm like, dude, this is a ninety thousand dollar pair of speakers. Gotta you know, work. You give me, you me the cable, give me the cables. I'll make it work right now on my iPhone. Like, let's, <laughs> like, let's go. You know. Yeah, but that's this, rich people problems. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just stuff doesn't so work. Okay. We, we never drive really, the Lamborghini for now. <laughs> I don't know if we really answered the initial question before we veered off and started making fun of the MBL uh, website, but. Um, <laughs> So imaging, there. So imaging, you're there saying, question, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the two speakers have sounding the same at the listening position, having the oh yeah yeah frequency response. But how about like radiation pattern? You said wide versus. See, that's the thing I'm confused about because in my mind, if the recording has, like, if the recording is binaural, meaning the spaciousness is in the recording itself. Yeah, like if you put on headphones, you actually get a, a feeling of spaciousness. Yeah, because it's in the recording itself. Yeah, I feel like a narrow radiation where just like minimizing any reflections is the best because it'll give you the most uh, idea of spaciousness that's in the recording because you're getting less of the reflections from the room. But if the if if it requires the room to kind of uh, enhance the soundstage, because yeah. in bin like in binaural having any room reflections actually degrades the soundstage. It takes yeah, away yeah. from from it because it's not supposed to be there. Yeah. So, but if the music, like most music is not in binaural mm -hmm. and it's kind of like the room is adding its own ambience, I guess, its own reflections. Mm. So is is that what it is? I don't know. Like, could, could you possibly pay, play something that's mono and, you know, you have some speakers that really interact with the room a lot and even if it's mono kind of like uh gives you gives you a sense of uh, a wider soundstage i don't actually i don't even follow your question there 
Well, you you've played with a lot of different speakers, and you like ones that have a wider radiation pattern. Yeah, yeah, to some degree. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah. So I you've you've checked out a lot of like like different speakers too. Yeah. Some weird designs and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, and, and you have the measurement to show you exactly how wide it's actually right. You know, for me, I have to guess. Like I think it seems yeah, it seems like it's yeah. narrow. You know, I don't have. Uh, the measurements to show it. So, mm -hmm. but you've constantly said, "Hey, I prefer wide." You know? Yeah, I mean, I figured that out after about probably a year of listening and then seeing the measurements. And you know, I've got after you get so many under your belt, you start to be like, "Okay, there's a common theme with what I'm seeing in the data and what I I like when I heard the speaker." Mm -hmm. And and that radiation pattern is kind of one of them. Like for me, sixty degree, like plus, or, so it'd be 120 degrees. Mm. Uh, to about 140 degrees is kind of like the sweet spot for me. Any more narrow than that, and there's not as much room involvement because I like mm. a little bit of extra room involvement because I like the sidewall reflections and stuff like that. And then any uh, more wide than that, like then there's too much room involved. Is, is there any? Is there an inverse relationship between the width of the soundstage and the wide radi radiation pattern and how accurate? How pinpoint the imaging is so yeah is so that's that's what i'm saying I, I don't know if if it's talked about like in many science related articles but my notion and it's kind of it's rooted in a lot of this experience is holy cow <laughs> there it is <laughs> so man listening to music with his wife yelling at him <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> Oh man! Look at this! What, is. what is this guitar type thing she's holding? What is this? Uh, I don't know, Look man. A, how many fingers board. does that guy have? What's going on in the background? Is that like, wait, no. in the background? Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah! What? <laughs> what are these people? Where are they? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, dude. Man, and there's there, these two on the left seem to be in like a coffee shop. <laughs> dude, that looks so real. I know, right? What the heck? <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't know it looked like that real. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have, I have. Uh, I, I set, I set realistic on. So, so um, makes anyway. sense. Uh, so, so is there an inverse relationship? Yeah. So the question is, what's the perfect radiation, right? So I think there isn't one. I think it just depends on you, the listener, and and the room. You know, like the two combined. And then you also got to factor in the speaker, right? Like if it's not a good speaker with like good off-axis performance, say it's maybe brighter off axis at a certain couple of frequencies because there's a diffraction dip or the crossover isn't designed well or something like that, then the mm -hmm. room and the speaker become more of a problem, right? Than just the speaker on its own. That's why um, I'll save it for after chat. Um, so yeah, sorry. Give me a second. Let me okay. recoup. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring I something just... up, but I don't want to bring it up in public. Okay. Um, anyway, so my, anecdotal impression is that speakers that are very wide have a more diffuse soundstage than speakers that are very narrow. Just on their own, listening to the same music doesn't matter, right? Because certainly, mm -hmm. like you're saying, music plays a role in what you're hearing. So if, uh, if a track is recorded with a lot of spaciousness and another one isn't, you're going to hear that difference. Regardless of how wide or narrow your speakers are, you'd hear the difference between those two tracks on the same set of speakers. So you take the music out of it, and then you just talk about, all right, what is the speaker doing, and what's the speaker doing in the room? Is there a lot more room involvement? Is there less room involvement? 
And then it's not just that a speaker is radiating, radiating wide because at low frequencies, below like four or 500 hertz for most bookshelf-type speakers, they're omnidirectional, right? Mm-hmm. And then above that, they start to narrow up. Like 90 degrees at 500 hertz, and then one kilohertz, they're maybe, you know, they maybe they're still 90 degrees, but most likely they're like 60 or 70, you know, and depending on how the drivers are aligned and what's used, it'll be narrowing as it goes higher in frequency. There's mm-hmm. a lot of variables going on there, but the room and the speaker are definitely impactful. It's very, it's just interesting because I haven't read anything about that specifically. And so when there's no, when there's not a ton of research on it, maybe there is, and I don't know about it. If there is, yeah, let the me know. Way. Maybe there is, and I don't know. But it, if there isn't, it's kind of like, I have to listen to what, what people have to say, like what their um, anecdotal evidence is, you know? Yeah. It's the best yeah. I can possibly do. And I have to go based on my experience. So anyway. So um, another example that I can give you, it's pretty easy though, is car audio. There's there's a period of time where people in car audio were running quote wideband drivers, so they use like mm-hmm. a three or four inch and without a tweeter. They call it they call it going tweeterless. And uh, all the cars that I heard had more precise pinpoint imaging when they weren't running a tweeter than the ones who were running a tweeter. And I attributed that to less reflections because the car is super reflective. You got glass everywhere. Excuse me. So that's I carry that over into home audio as well. Without blind testing it, I don't know. But you can sit in front of a good set of stereo speakers and you can say, all right, the left image of this track um, is panned, you know, like outside the typical 90-degree window or, or whatever mm-hmm. the, the panning is. So it's it actually sounds like it's outside of the speakers, to the left of the speaker. And Narrow radiation speakers, they tend to just stay right at the speaker. They don't really go a whole lot further than outside that speaker. But when they're wider, you, I can just close my eyes and I can point and then I'll open my eyes. And if I'm pointing past outside of the speaker, then I can guess, oh, that one's probably about plus or minus 50, you know, or plus or minus 70 if my arm's like way over to the side. Yeah. Well, and, and I think they do talk about that in, in Floyd Tool's book where he, I think what it ends up being is like when that sidewall reflection is close enough in time. Yeah. Uh, and sound so and and how and in time your brain kind of like uh those might be the same sound that might be the same source so maybe the source is out here yeah right um so it kind of makes sense anyway i don't want to get too too you know nerdy yeah too nerdy with this stuff i can get real hey i i went a little nerdy with did you what what with what you guys wanted on mid journey so here it is i said 1950s Okay. We got this one with lightning in the background and water. Oh, wait, wait you got to put it that's up. Oh, same, yeah. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. There it is. There you go, MBL. Send that to MBL right there. Yeah. yeah. Send that over and say, hey, we got a new one for you. Dude, those hey, radios look, look cool, though. I know. Look, this look. Is this a Tesla? What is Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this one's a TV. Look at this. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's all messed look at up. Finger. Oh, look at his fingers. Oh. Look at his fingers right there. His oh, fingers are oh, look, look, she's got like six. Oh, no, no, no. She's got five, but they're all messed up. Look at look that. Look at his finger, though. Oh, what, what, what is, what's going on here? Their hands just melted into each other. <laughs> I almost wonder, does this oh, look, site, she's got six fingers here. Does this website do those kind of things on purpose so it can be like certain that it's not real? Like, no, it can't do hands. They can't. Uh, they, they, AI, no, it has, a, it has a. Yeah, 
They have yes, yes, this Lucy and Ricky. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It has it has issues do with hands. That's that's yeah. uh, that's a thing. Um what else? What else? You know, somebody mentioned wipeout. Who's the one who mentioned wipeout here? Uh, I don't think it was Paul. Wipeout. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. They all have the wipeout logo. And I know Paul. Paul's been saying that you know wipeout is actually good. I watched this one video from uh, Ripe Wave Audio where he's reviewing some Yamaha ABR, and he's saying it was actually pretty good. And he was kind of going through the on-screen menu. Did you ever use the one with the like the the boomerang? The boomerang, yeah. Because it was interesting is actually showed the uh, the angle of the height speakers. That's something like a Trinov would do. Mm-hmm. You know, no other system does that except Trinov and I guess Yamaha and maybe the Sony Sony stuff. But um, maybe the new stuff doesn't suck. I don't know. Have you tried it recently? Uh n- no. Like you, you never ran wipeout. You just you'd rather make fun of it. Yeah, I did. I I did run wipeout. I ran, ran wipeout. Yeah, I ran wipeout with the boomerang, and I did their little bass control thing too. Recently, nah, no. Like when I got the thing, uh, like like, uh, like two how years long ago. ago. Two like years. It's been a year. At least been a year. Okay. And so I don't know. Um, was it all right? I mean, it was okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh like writing writing home to mom about it. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> you got well, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to give Yamaha a little bit of a love here, you know what I mean? Okay. Just cuz he said it sounded all right, all I'm saying is maybe it is good, you know. I haven't tried it, so I don't know. Um we need, we need to get you a Yamaha to try. Maybe. I don't know. Yamaha. Those AVRs are not easy to review. Yeah, I didn't have the patience for the extra button that said save. That's, that's yeah, weird. just too too many features. Too you know, many, I, we, it was, it's too feature packed, Paul. It's, yeah, that's, too there's too many awesome features. Today I released the video finally on the Elac Vero sub. Yes, I started to watch that, and it made me sad instantly because I thought they have discontinued their sub ten ten. That cheap one, you know, that I thought was really good for like 110 bucks. They discontinued. I, I, well, I don't know. I guess I should email them and just ask, but they're not. I don't see them for sale anywhere. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, I didn't. I meant to cut you off, but I didn't mean to cut you off. So go yeah, ahead. well, I, totally I know that you uh, you recommended that one. I'm surprised yeah. that they actually discontinued it. If that's the case, I mean, I think it sold a lot for them. I know that. Yeah. So yeah, I reviewed this uh, new Vero sub. Kind of interesting because it has that. Hex surround, yeah, and they claim that it can it makes a driver more linear. I don't know, you know, I don't I don't have the testing tools to be able to look at that thing with a laser, so I have to kind of just assume that the, <laughs> I have to assume that you know that is correct. But it's interesting. They have that bash amplifier, so I don't know about amplifiers as far as like the topology and like how all that works. But they say it's like a Class AB with the efficiency of uh, Class D. I don't know. Sure. But what I do know about is I do know about DSP. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised to see it had eight PEQ uh, filters in there. I'm like, oh, that's that's more than what I'm used to seeing. And on the app, yes, you get three. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, eight is pretty good. Like, you yeah, can do something with eight. Yeah, for you a sub, that's really good. And And the crazy thing is, like, each one has that. And they have this whole, like, in the one that I reviewed, they have built-in 
uh, wireless functionality so you can get their transmitter wirelessly transmit oh, to all okay. of them. Yeah. And so you could do some pretty advanced stuff like multi-sub optimizer where each subwoofer has its own delay, its own PEQ settings. Mm-hmm. And combined, they they create this uh, you know virtual sub that sounds good at every seat mm-hmm. without the use of a mini DSP. That's pretty cool. So not that the mini DSP is a, a ton of money, but it's kind of cool that it can be done on the subwoofers themselves. I'm like, man, I think I wish more companies would do that. I wish more subwoofer companies would kind of unlock it because I'm I think the DSP and a lot of this stuff is capable. Yeah. But you got to make an app for it and you got to unlock the the capability. I like it. I thought that was super mm-hmm. cool because I would love to have uh magic beans as a, you know, be able to export to these or yeah. somebody would do something on the app, export directly to the sub and boom, you're set. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get through some of these uh starred. Yeah, sure. Through. Any tips on setting up DefTech DM70? Marantz Cinema 40, large or small setting with two. So, yeah. So, I got do, it up on screen. do they have subs? Yes, they do. This says built in 10 inch powered sub. If, is it on screen? Yeah. On. Okay. okay. $2,000 each. Good. Right. But I, hey, if it has a sub, we'll for. Yeah. Hey. Maybe. Um, so okay. I think I think a lot of people have issues with how to set these up properly. Um, I believe there should be an LFE input on the back here, right? Oh, there, there's a back panel. That's it. Okay. All right. Right. So what I know what, what a lot of people would want to do. I think a lot of people would want to do that double base, the the you know the sub. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I got you know four subs. Uh, I don't think it would work like that yeah. unless you have something like Dirac Live Bass Control where you could actually use the bass from your floor standing speakers and your subs and they wouldn't interfere with each other in a weird way mm-hmm. that might be cool um but for the most part maybe one thing you might want to do is check to see if there are any dips in the frequency response with the subwoofers in these towers yeah right? see where there are issues and then look at look at your um monolith m15s and see where it has issues See which one has less issues, first of all. You can yeah. use those. So um but and here's then the thing. figure out how to kind of use the bu- the best of both worlds, right? So if there's a dip somewhere in the response of your subwoofers, but there's no dip in the base coming from these towers, maybe try to cross it over in a way where you know there's no dip at all for, for any but, he, but here's the issue: there's no hmm. LFE input on this. So would he set it to small or large? I, in my, I, I think you would have to just set it to large. And then, well, I'm saying, I'm saying that you can still set the crossover down to 40 hertz in a sure. Marantz. Yeah, you can. Uh, so, so it, it's a difference between setting it to between 40 or 80. You know, mm-hmm. that might make a big difference. 40, 60, 80. So, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to determine where where to cross it over. Um, but one thing I'm pretty sure about is that the monolith M15s would smoke the subs in that. I haven't heard it, but I would, I'm just guessing that it's going to annihilate those. Subs. You know, I, I, I just like, uh, the dragon, um, hmm. these d- definitive technology, you know, people like them because the subwoofer is built in. You don't have to buy an extra sub. You don't have hmm. to take up that floor space. You know, yeah. these could be in tight rooms, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah. But do you do you think that those would compete with 
the base on those monoliths? No, probably not. No, no, I, I don't no. think so. Here's, here's I mean, I mean, on, honestly, like if you have those um, monoliths, man, like I don't know, get rid of the get rid of the depth text and go some, go with some bookshelves but that's me yeah yeah um you don't need those subs if you got those things okay here's, um, here's a question that was actually from our discord group our spatial audio calibration uh okay. discord group somebody asked how high should your subs play like what frequency should your subs be able to play Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand, or it goes or, or it gets all twenty thousand. okay so i know what my answer is what, what's it's, your answer? It depends. It depends. How high okay, should it be able to play? Let's say, let's say maybe, maybe 200 like hertz. 200 hertz. Yeah, I, 200. If it can play up to 200 hertz reasonably well, then that's probably. But I mean, because there's so many different systems that people can set up. You might, well, you might want to cross it to 80. You might want to cross it at 120. It just depends on the rest of the speakers in the room and all that stuff. Well, LFP is always 120. For the most part, like as a standard. So yeah. even if the bass management crosses over 80, yeah, that sub can play up to 120. Okay. Just based on like the signal that's being sent to it. Um, so I my answer was a safe bet is just double like an, an octave higher. Yeah. Okay. So that's 120, great. if I double that, you know, around 250-ish, I think is a safe bet. Yeah. And what I would look for is just a sub that doesn't have like breakup you you know what you're going to listen for is like a breakup in the the cone or yeah. resonance in the enclosure itself like if you hear any ringing type of rattling sounds at those higher frequencies that's not good you know mm -hmm. and the reason why it, to me it's important to go up that high even though you're cutting off at 120 is it's not a brick wall so some of those sounds you don't want it to come in like you don't want it to leak through you know yeah that makes sense that's all so that's a good number I mean, because yeah. I mean, the higher the better, right? I mean, that way you're not handicapped by the limitation of the speaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but to me, uh, around 250 is a safe, very safe number. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what other starred ones do we have? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jeremy chimed in. The LFE channel is 120 hertz by design, but mixers rarely put any primary content above 80 hertz there. Okay. So mm -hmm. now, after I did my um, Dolby Atmos. Thingamajig, do you know, like a couple of people ask me how I deal with the LFE? You know what I do? Hmm. I put as much bass in that motherfucker as possible. That's <laughs> I really, mean, why not, right? That's tough. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, like, but the like the mixers have this two channel mindset, right? And then when they get to like Atmos, and I've watched some of these guys ranting about how bad Atmos is and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I just kind of like laugh at them because they don't, they've never, but they're like, but I've never experienced Atmos at all. So I, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, as a consumer, I want to make sure all these speakers I paid for are doing something. If I have two big ass subwoofers, if I got that per. I got this new sub upstairs. Mm -hmm. I wonder which one. It's the pretty boy. The pretty boy sub. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. The pretty boy sub. Hmm. Uh, I want to see that thing work, bro. What, what, why is it just a... Right? I want I want speed sound coming out from all around me. That's why I bought into this Atmos thing. Mm. Yeah. But if you if you listen to these people that are like mixing, like moving stereo songs to Atmos, they're like, 
well, the drums can't just come from above. <laughs> They're all like these old farts that are just like, they have no, like, it seems to me the imagination part of it is gone. Like when I'm thinking about uh, making something and there's somebody asking me uh, in the, in the discord, it's over here. It's like, did you mix this yourself? And uh, uh, like, uh, I noticed for the first time my Atmos speakers really need to be towed in listening to your Atmos tracks. Can you like show me what's happening? Because I just put the music video on there. And it's basically like if you if I were to close my eyes and think about where I place the sound, I want to be in the center of the sound. That's kind of like how I vision envision the music when I'm when I'm mixing Atmos. And I, I just don't think these the, some of these guys like really like get it. You got to be. You got to think in three dimensions now. On all, and of course, they always say like, oh, I can get three dimensionality out of a two channel system. And you can for sure. But now when we're adding nine other speakers, uh, you got to like, they got to like, they got to get out of this notion of like, oh, well, the drums can't be anywhere but right here. Mm. Right. The vocal can't be anywhere than dead center. Right. They get they, they they need to break out of these like, <clears throat> you know, for for us, I think for us to get actually like some really good Atmos mixes, um, there are some out there music wise. Um, I'm not talking about movies, talk about specifically music when you're taking two channel and making it Atmos like you have to have this innate like creativity to be like, oh, I can make this shit go like over here. But to be fair, you also it. mix digital music like if you're to, to mix acoustic jazz it'd be kind of weird to like place yes yeah 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 that's the other thing i I definitely think electronic music is hands down made for atmos yeah like i heard the atmos that they did with like the beatles album revolver okay let's go that was no like please let's not let's revolver is fantastic Fantastic album. Let's not ruin it by trying to make it Atmos because you guys want like more plays on title or whatever. So, so there's that. And a lot of people, Jeremy, don't really know what to do with the LFE channel. I've 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 watched a whole bunch of videos. I read a bunch of people talking. A lot of posts. They 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 would rather not put anything in the LFE channel altogether and just have your AVR deal with whatever base frequencies they'll just route it to the subwoofer so they're so sometimes unless it's in a movie they're not doing anything with it there you go. uh so real quick reverend slim just saying yep. the wattage on the shield pro is 40 watts so you could probably run that yep yeah uh-huh. um let's see here bb photo says the best absolute sound stage and imaging i've heard we're from the 35-year-old Paul Acoustics PA two-way passive Powell. monitor loudspeaker. Was it? Powell? Powell? I don't mm. know. I haven't heard it. Uh, compared with a separate 10-inch sealed subwoofer. Okay. Uh, let's see. Parker says, Aaron, have you gotten into home theater yet with your new AVR? Nope. Not yet. Oh. I haven't gotten anywhere yet. I am. Uh, I don't know when I'll do that, actually. So, okay. Yeah. Not there yet. Let's see here. Jamie Hill says, I prefer wide dispersion like Aaron, but I have a small room and have found that 80 to 100 degrees works better for my room acoustics. Ah. What else we got here? Aaron, I really wonder what measurements you'd get from the JTR 110 HT. They're coaxial and supposedly physically 
aligned? I'd be willing. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be. Uh, I'd be face. willing to test them. Maybe. I don't know. Are those the um, actually? Hold HD, on. Are those those? Um, their ten inch high channels. Oh, uh, maybe. That's the Noesis one ten HT. Is that what it is? One ten HT. Yeah, I could test that one. I was just thinking, if this is another one of his big old bad boys, I'm not picking another one of those up. Not for any long. Not, I'm not picking anything up heavy for a long time. <laughs> Oh no! It's a two-way audio fallout. Oh, hold on. Ten ray, ten inch mid-range coaxial fitted with a one-inch compressor. Thirty-two pounds. Okay, that's not terrible. Okay. Jamie Hill says, "Have you noticed speakers with waveguides and coaxial speakers have a deeper soundstage?" I feel like I have with coaxials, but I don't. I don't know if that's just sided bias. You know, I've yeah. run into that where I'm like, I don't, I don't, because I know what it is, right? So deeper soundstage, so depth. What was it? What's a car audio term? Depth to depth of stage. Well, so there's stage. in car audio, there's two different things. There's depth of stage, uh-huh. and then there's depth to stage. So depth of stage would be like how deep is the sound stage, or how deep does the sound stage sound, right? So it may be two feet deep or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then depth to sound stage is how far away are you from the front of the sound stage, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean. If a waveguide is done well, the whole purpose is to control the directivity. And so I would kind of assume that, you know, better, would you say that better or smoother uh, directivity off axis leads to better soundstage, generally speaking? No, I don't think so. But for me, I think in the case of the coaxial, I fall into that, like, I'm, I'm a sucker for the marketing. Where like everything is in the same spot and every the voices are all aligned and all that stuff. So right, like that's what I'm saying. It's sighted. I know I'm listening to it, so okay. I feel like uh, with the Kefs, I generally feel like yeah, the soundstage is deeper. Gentle X, okay. yeah, I feel like the soundstage is deeper. But the thing okay. that I kind of notice about a lot of coaxials is that the soundstage, like I don't know if you guys have ever run into this, but a lot of soundstages they're square or rectangular, right? So they go a certain distance like wide, and then they go a certain distance deep, and then they. It's like mm. a re- if you were birds on view and you see a rectangle, huh? yeah, rectangular. That's how I feel. Like just look so odd. Is it odd? Uh oh. Is it odd that it looks like a Dolby Atmos renderer? I don't know. Oh, interesting. But but odd. with coaxials, I feel like it's more like an oval shape. Oval. Where it's not like super sharp fall offs at the end. It's kind of like there's some ambiguity there. So, but the weirdest one I've ever listened to so far, at least, are those Linkwitz. The the kit the Pluto I think is what no it's not the Pluto it's LX the one that fires up and then yeah, forward the or is it the one with like a weird shaped baffle it's, yeah it's the one with the tube the woofer's firing up and it's got the the four inch four uh, inch like an firing out. yeah yeah that <laughs> thing is wild dude because it's like wherever I went like at least front and back not side to side but front and back I was walking into the sound stage like if I walk between the speakers the sound stage like it didn't stay at the speakers as I got in between them it was just like physically in the middle so so it's because i think it radiated like a more broad radiation pattern right so the back was was emitting the idea is that they're supposed to be omnidirectional they're not quite omnidirectional but that's why i think but it was wild dude because i got up to do something and i walked between them to like move a cable or do something and Uh i was like holy crap like i was like looking around i was like i'm in the middle of the sound stage yeah wild that's crazy yeah Yeah. i I found that coaxial to add to what you're saying coaxial Typically, it's harder to break the imaging. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, a good you, way move, like, you move side to side, and it's still like 
Yeah, it shifts a it little shifts bit. It shifts a little bit, but yeah. With some other speakers, you can kind of like, uh, not working. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I've noticed that. With, now, I would say. I've noticed that with narrow um, directivity speakers, like the JBL forty three twenty nine P's that I was listening to, I was mm-hmm. just jamming out, and I noticed like as I was moving my head, it was like the stuff was like dropping off, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the sound stage, yeah. like the vocalist like wasn't centered anymore, and it would just drop off, and it was very I don't know how to describe it. Basically, the same thing you're saying. Yeah, I actually have a question for you after in the after show, but. Okay. It's a little very technical. Okay, uh, Master Juan says, Joe Intel, I recently read, can't remember where, that the 2025 Denon and the are switching to Class H amplifiers from Ooh. mid-tiers and Class D for top-tiers. Guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, that makes sense to me. You know, Class They can't D cram are, anything else in that 17-inch wide, like, chassis, right? Yeah, well, if... Well, I assume that it would be uh, take less power, which people yep. like. Some more and then people won't complain about it being overheating. Oh, it's overheating. It, so it runs cooler. A lot of times with electronics, stuff that runs hot tends to break more often. You know, yeah. so that's yeah. a good thing for them. And probably going to be lighter, so save on shipping. So it's kind of like it's the best it has, of has it like a whole bunch of worlds yeah. that it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you can you can add more power. It's just better overall. So I, I can't see why they wouldn't. I think their new amps are, are class D. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Bodhi says, "How did you end up in Mammoth?" Oh, that's that's for a, that's a, for an after show talk. Oh yeah. Oh, Bodhi's an after show. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk. To uh, you it's so short. Long story short, we came up here for two weeks and then stayed. That's it. Uh, Joker says, "Question: Should you decouple subwoofers or leave them on the floor? I have a twenty-four with no feet and want to put some isolation pad under, so it's not directly on the floor." It's I do. I do. Yeah. I think a lot of people have said, like, "Hey, I I notice a difference." Yeah. When they yeah. decouple, I would think it would also um, matter too, like on what kind of floor it is. Like if it's the yeah. first floor on a slab versus a set, you know, like I would think second that floor would on happen. wood or something or yeah. plywood. Yeah. Um, I I always have been doing it, and I've been uh, buying a, this company called Aurelux because uh, I actually did it for my guitar amplifiers was when I was recording it, and they actually have. Joe, you'd like this. This is from years ago, too. They have like recordings of some guitar passes mm. with the guitar cabinet on the floor versus the um, what do you call it? The, the oh. little pad thing. Oh. And uh, you can see in the recording that you have this, you have a tighter bass area. Like the lower section is just cleaner. Okay. So, yeah. All pretty right. cool. I was like, oh, wow. They actually, yeah, I mean, I, I know SVS makes some isolation feet. Sound yeah. path, isolation, something. Yeah, they're um, like little feats. Reverend Slim said that he was shocked that it made a big difference. He's he's not somebody that I would think would, you know, buy something and say, oh my God, he's all, just because he bought it, he's not that type of guy. And so when he's like, uh, actually, he told me, he's like, I'm kind of surprised how much difference these make. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't expecting to hear such a difference. Yep. He actually had to recalibrate and stuff. So, yeah, um, I don't see why not. Yeah, throw try it out. Yeah, what else we got here? We got two more, and then we should probably take off. But oh, oh, where did that one go? Shit. It was by Lad. Solved. <laughs> Guess we're what not answering that one. Name. I'll let you find that. But in the meantime, thank oh, you for yeah, the yeah. super chat. Um, Lazarus. How do I say this? Oh, old, 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 old. Thank you for the super chat. Thoughts on car subwoofers in home theater? I don't. I really like that idea. 
I mean, I isn't this aren't isn't that what the stereo integrity guys do? Isn't that yeah, isn't that I mean, essentially like a car sub or is it made for home theater? I don't even know. Well, like so the specs I think are really what kind of the specs and the materials just being weatherproof. But like from my experience, a lot of car audio subwoofers have are designed to work in a small enclosure because space is such a premium and you don't necessarily have to do that for home audio. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be like one of the differences, right? And maybe the sensitivity that goes along with that, the trade-off. Um, but I mean, I've seen plenty of people do 12 W7s before JL started making home subwoofers. I mean, how many times have you guys seen a 12 W7 in an enclosure? Somebody, y'all haven't? I've seen it a lot. So Really? Yeah. And in a 12 home? W6, I used to use a 12 W6 with an external amplifier. In my home theater, so oh. how that how that work out? Slim, I actually I bought Slim subwoofers because I was going to install them in the wall of my old home theater, and I never got around to it. And then my wife one day was like, or my ex was like, I want a divorce, and so I just never finished that job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I actually had a 10W6 JL Audio 10W6. Yeah. I just kind of took it out of the car, and I, I don't remember what was happening. I was switching cars or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I put it in my home system for a while. Dude, it sounded awesome. Yeah, I mean. A good subwoofer is a good subwoofer. You know, it just needs to be in the right enclosure and give the right power. And that's kind of it. See, but like we didn't really have these back in the day. The closest thing was the Orion HCCA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, nowadays, like almost all the car subs look kind of like this, like the sundown one. Like, oh, you yeah. know, the crazy ones. Like, dude, you don't see surrounds so, like this. Yeah. In, so those in, are. For the SPL crowd, right? The, the, for the non-hardcore like SPL, there's still stuff like the W6, you know, and and plenty of other brands that you can go and buy. But yeah, I mean, those are nuts. Those are for like ridiculous, though, doesn't it? Those are for the dudes who are trying to hit 150, 160, 170 decibels, you know, yeah, on, like a, on a single digits. 12 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ridiculous numbers. I remember I walked past a, a it was finals, it was World Finals, Colorado competitions, 2015 or 14. And I was walking through the SPL area where all the guys were trying to, you know, get the loudest. And there was a dude who had a single 12-inch subwoofer, and it was the craziest box I've ever seen. And the ports <laughs> were all external out of PVC pipe running outside of the box. And he hit like 155 or something decibels. It was just like, holy crap, dude. I mean, I, it was probably like at 30 or 40-something hertz. Probably 40-something yeah. hertz, but still, that's ridiculous. See, look, here's a W7. Yeah. I mean, this thing still looks similar. That thing still looks ridiculous. Kinda, yeah. yeah, they haven't. But oh, you would really say that this uh, that a W seven is both like an SQ and SPL. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what their claim to fame for it is. Yeah. And so, are those uh those like that one that I showed you that sundown one? It's just purely SPL. Like, there's no yeah. way to do that to make it sound somewhat decent. Yeah, I mean, you don't need that for a, a just a regular stereo, right? Like, you don't need yeah. all of that heat absorption and output capability. Mm. Yeah. Like when, I, when people do say uh, the subwoofer slow, I do think of those like the way that that looks. I'm like that. It looks like it would be like, everything it looks looks like like it would be a turtle. <laughs> Somebody, you'd have to get like a man, like a piston behind that thing. Yeah, yeah it just looks like it just looks slow. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, anyway, what else we got? Uh, so no, this is those the one I lost. Uh, Lazarus says, speaking of speakers in the room, do you guys believe in the theory of just getting the biggest and baddest subs you want or getting subs based on the room size? I go with room size. I mean, I don't guess there's any harm in going with the biggest and baddest, but I don't 
know that you have to. I, you know, I, I don't know half the people that have like these Ascendo 50 inch subwoofers really need yeah. like that. Or the even a <laughs> even anything above a 20 inch, unless you've got like some basement that's got like 6,000 cubic feet mm -hmm. or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I hear you, man. I see some of these setups, they'll be running like eight 24 inches or eight 18s. And I'm just like, but your mains are regular old towers, right? <laughs> like it doesn't make it doesn't matter. It doesn't match up, right? So like, yeah, it's and it's all... not like they're they're distributing them in the room. They're all putting them in the same spot, same spot, so like right up front. Have the same knolls and the same peaks. So yeah, those are the ones that I'm like, uh, you probably should have thought about that before. Yeah. You well, that. what is that song? Throw some dubs on it. So, so is that what they're doing in their home theater? Throw some dubs. Oh my god, I was just listening that song a couple weeks ago, and I like that song too. <laughs> I can't wait to hang out oh, with some Aaron D's on it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Say, okay, because like, uh, anyway, I would you know say what, based on room size. Let's just say, for example, let's say you just wanted to hit reference. Let's say you're not going to go crazy. You're not going to try to uh, blow out the windows. You're not trying to break your floor. You're not trying to break your drywall. You just want to hit reference level. You want it to sound good. Right? And the question is like, should you get a normal size sub? Right? Something you could buy on svs's website or something like that right and some of those are pretty big already but or do you need to get like a ridiculous huge sub like yeah. is there an advantage um i don't know i would rather have multiple subs personally and i think that one area that i don't think that there's a lot of research that i've seen is how, how the size of the driver affects the interaction with the room because if you think about it like the the source of the sound and its relationship to how close it is to a floor, a ceiling, sidewalls, uh, walls, yeah. That that affects Everything. you know the sound, right? Uh basically to me the way it seems like in my mind, I don't know how true it is, but the larger the subwoofer, the larger the surface area, the more interaction, more possible interaction it can have with the floor. It's closer to the ceiling because it's going to be taller. And be closer to sidewalls, and so I think it's going to actually interact with your room more than a smaller subwoofer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just a theory. Just a well, theory. Maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, you know, at least with let's say if you're going like one fifteen versus two twelves, now you've got like twenty four inches surface area with the two twelves as a to move air. As no, not exactly twenty four. You can't double. Well, well, yeah, it's not. That's not perfect, but. You get the idea. Yeah. You got more surface area than the single 15. So yeah, that could be better. And and then, of course, like what Aaron was saying, like it was, you know, you have multiple subwoofers, you can get rid of nulls, whereas one subwoofer in one spot is just going to be, it's going to do one thing, you know? Yeah. And I so you just have to find the right spot. What I don't get is if you want your, if you want your systems to sound good, your bass has to be in line with your main speakers. It's got to. It's got to be balanced. It's yeah, got to be balanced. Like so, I'm all about bass, but like it until until like. <laughs> so the question is, how loud are you listening to this system? Yeah, are you guys really listening that loud where it sounds balanced, but you definitely need the size of that woofer? Like, dude, that's that's probably not good. It's probably yeah, not. Even yeah, if, yeah. Like, if if you need like eight. That. You need like four eighteens. Uh, when I was playing at the village, they had. Uh, four JBL dual 18 subwoofers uh, on this 30,000 watt system and the full line arrays above. 
like mm-hmm. two big line arrays of like seven feet tall. So mm-hmm. that it was it was a balanced sounding system. But like, do you have that along with your four eighteens? If not, if not, if not, like, what's going on? Like, yeah, I, I can. Uh, yeah, see, like Croson was saying in Kansas City, I think reference is one hundred and thirty dB minimum. Yeah. Yeah, like that, like that's 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 a lot of firepower. You got all those subwoofers. I like, cool. Maybe just put them all right behind each chair, so 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 you'll have some near field action and maybe a couple up front. I don't know. To each his own, but as far as necessity, come on. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think 152 decibels. Like, dude, I I actually I actually need uh, my hearing to make a living, so I would never play anything that loud i barely even get up to like uh 80 db upstairs just, dude i have i have that rsl 12s that giant subwoofer directly behind my seat and i already feel like that's already ridiculous mm-hmm. it's already silly amount of bass you know what i mean with no bass shakers on the things already shaking my seat so i don't know how else how much more you want yeah i guess it's crazy, it's I, crazy I, you, want, I, you, know? you know if you want something to tickle your butthole you know go for it <laughs> you know but uh, at, the, at the end of the day, like however much money you want to spend and you want to get crazy on your base, go for it. It's probably okay. better to just have a balanced sound. So that's uh, right. Yep. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's hop into the after show. Yeah, let's get into the after show. Make yes. sure to join the channel with HTTPS colon slash slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash daily hi-fi crew. Damn, that was a lot. Reverend Slim's comment needs to be shown there. Is he? Yeah, I just did it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can get your butthole tickled with uh, way cheaper subs. Um, yes, and then uh, what did we have here? Banners. If you guys like the audio version only, go to anchor.fm slash daily hi fi for the audio version of the podcast, and of course, um, you know, we've got merch, Joe's wearing it shop.dailyhifi.com show your support show everybody you're part of the daily hi-fi crew dude i need one of those for audio advice man how how long is this da- actually i gotta get some new clothes for that thing yeah gotta well, look cool. good gotta look we'll anyway um we'll see you guys in the after show for those of you watching on the replay make sure you subscribe to the channel the daily hi-fi youtube channel and make sure you're here 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for the live show. Ask us some questions. Get in on the, the chat and get yeah. in on the fun. And thanks for hanging out, too. Yes, for sure. Yes. Thanks for yeah. hanging out. Thank you. Hey, guys. <laughs>